the other month that generally sucks in Colorado Springs real estate, and maybe real estate across the board, but I can only really speak for my market here, is the May market. And the May market sucks because going back to families, my daughter just graduated. Pretty much everybody I know has either attended a graduation or knows somebody's graduating either from middle school. You know, that, that, that graduation ceremony has gotten a lot more teeth. In re- they're really yeah. taking middle school graduation seriously right now. It's gotten serious. High school, which should be a celebration. Right. And again, shout out to my daughter, Izzy, who just graduated from high school. Excited for what she's going to do next. And of course, college graduation. And all this is happening in the same kind of must. Check, check, one, two, one, two. Turn it up, turn it up. Welcome to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. The tides are turning, the time is now. You're home for the mindset, methodology, and tools needed to invest in foreclosures. Don't you dare buy a house, buy a deal. You need to get into this right now. Right now, yeah. And now your host, the Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. I am your host and Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum, recording live from our downtown studios with my executive producer, Mr. Jonathan Winston. Yo, what is going on, everybody? This is a a wonderful day, man. I am just excited about the prospects for the weekend. It's Memorial Day when we're... Leading into Memorial Day weekend yes. when we're recording this, so um, got some fun events planned. You know, promoting for some music stuff. You know, Love hanging it. out with people and you know some new friends and things like that. So, yeah, I'm excited just about this. And then obviously, you know, more foreclosure deals, coach, more family, more deal hunters. So let's go ahead and get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. All right. So you know, today's show is, um, I guess, a little more personal than usual. And I know a lot of our listeners, we we have a personal relationship with users. Some of them, we have a deeper personal relationship than we were aware of. I'm always shocked people come up to me, I listen to the show and, and they, and I appreciate this, I'm not complaining at all, but it, because you're hearing my voice all the time, it, it comes into this personal thing that, you know, you, we, we feel like we know each other, right? So with that in mind, I just kind of want to tell you how I'm feeling today. Now, the title of the show is about the seasonality of real estate investing. Okay, and we're here in Colorado Springs, Colorado. That's our primary market. We do some work down in Pueblo, Colorado, but primarily we're in Colorado Springs, Colorado. And I grew up here. I went to Liberty High School, class of '95. Go Lancers! My daughter just graduated uh, from Liberty herself. Congrats! This year. Congrats! Thank you, thank you. So excited to have a uh, a uh, actually she got it. She's an honors graduate. So ah she got, man, she got the extra tassel at all. Did that, that uh, did that apple far fall far from the tree or that was it close? Okay. That one did because okay. I don't I don't know how she did well in the education system because that was not my description. <laughs> that's, not, that's not how I got down. Yeah, I'm a smart dude, but me and education do not get along. Anyway, uh, seasonality. Okay, So Colorado Springs, being a colder climate, has two months where realists, I always tell myself each and every single year, these two months you need to take off and just go sit on a beach, go recharge, go do something, right? And those two months here in Colorado Springs, anyway, are February and March. Now, February is largely because you're still kind of coming off the holiday season, but it's dreadfully cold. So you've got December, which is actually a boom month for us. So people are trying to buy houses in December more than you think. You lose that last week in between Christmas and New Year's because nobody's focusing on real estate in that time frame. Then January is just kind of cold. 
cold and it's got the doldrums, but there's kind of a, a momentum that comes from the December time frame, and then February hits and it's crickets, right? It's cold, it's windy, it's blustery, and nobody really wants to do anything. So, you know, right now we are facing, the article we're going to use is a CNBC article that talks about pending home sales that have dropped for the sixth straight month. Okay, Mm -hmm. Now, if you're a flipper like we are, currently we are sitting on four properties that by all intents or purposes are some of my best work. Okay. Hey, we're the, getting good at this, man. We're locking in. We're getting really good at this. The team is really figuring things out. We got a solid operations team. Shout out to Corey. He's been listening to the show quite a bit. Thanks for tuning in, Corey. I appreciate it. Laura has been, you know, ripping less people's heads off. We really appreciate it. the survival rate has gone up. We like that around the yes. office, and morale is getting better because uh-huh. less people are worried about dying. Right? Yes, so no decapitated walking bodies around. I love you, honey. Please don't hurt me. Um, <laughs> Despite our best efforts building really nice properties, because we're in this May season, now remember, you got to know who your customer is. And that's true of any business that you happen to be in, right? If you're a dentist, you got to appreciate that your clients are going to have bad teeth. Like, you're hoping for people who eat too much candy, right? right? That, that's the objective. You're looking for that clientele. Well, in real estate, our primary target market are families. Right, People who are married, they typically have children because that's the basis for house buying. You're generally buying a home to store your family in it, right? Well, in this season here in May, so February sucks. We have that problem. Things are, Families are just not focused on buying because it's cold. We're coming off of January. The, the focus is just kind of on surviving the winter. And, and, right. it, and it's such a funny attitude shift that happens in Colorado. And I'd be willing to bet if you listen to some shows we released back in February, you will hear – my tonality is different during the February shows because it's mm-hmm. affecting me mentally and emotionally in ways I can't even predict. The other month that generally sucks in Colorado Springs real estate, and maybe real estate across the board, but I can only really speak for my market here, is the May market. And the May market sucks because going back to families, my daughter just graduated. Pretty much everybody I know has either attended a graduation or knows somebody who's graduating either from middle school, you know, that, that, that graduation ceremony's gotten a lot more teeth in re- they're really yeah. taking middle school graduation seriously right now it's gotten serious high school which should be a celebration right. and again shout out to my daughter Izzy who just graduated from high school excited for what she's going to do next and of course college graduation and all this is happening in the same kind of month schools are all sort of letting out mid to late May for the season. Well, the, the families that are affected by that are now thinking about going on vacation. They're planning out their summer vacation. We certainly are. We're planning a trip to Aruba oh, in wow. uh, late June. My, my aunt, great aunt on my dad's side is getting married. I'm going to say again, but I don't know how many it is. I think it's a lot. I you know, been, we don't need the details. She's, 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 she's happy now. She's a free spirit. Is what <laughs> she is, right? and I, and I appreciate Aunt Jackie. She probably aren't listening to the show, but Aunt Jackie, if you, if you know we love you. Congratulations on the pending nuptials right. for the eighth time. Um, <laughs> I hope not. I'm kidding. Um, but... The uh, you're focused on that. So family vacations, the kids getting out of school, the weather is changing, and that's generally a problem because we have been cooped up 
all winter long. We're just trying to get out. But when you add the whole coronavirus vibe that we've been struggling with for the past couple of years, yeah. it's particularly focused right now. Just this last month, they stopped making, literally the day I flew back from Jamaica was the exact last day of mask requirements on airplanes. <laughs> So I spent six hours wearing that god-awful mask on a plane <laughs> just to get back the next day for the mask. Hey, we don't have to wear masks on planes. Isn't that great? Like I would have slapped somebody. What the? F- you, what the f- you know, I don't want to get too side distracted, but on an airplane. Well, how is that helping? I, I might wear a mask because there's like a lot that you don't know who's in there. True that, true that. The but reality is you're, same, share, you're sharing the same oxygen supply anyway because yeah. they're repumping air in there. So. At the same time, it doesn't really matter. And, like, I don't really want to wear a mask at any time. So, like, I think that that would be reasonable. But at the same time, actually applying it and doing it, I probably won't wear a mask in the planes. But that's it's just It's going to be weird for a while, right? Because any time you're in a cooped-up space with other human beings, we've reconditioned ourselves right. to put a mask on, right? So that, that's a, that's going to be just a change. I've not been in an airplane, so it's a mask policy. It's going to happen the day before. Mm-hmm. But when I do go to Aruba, I'm, I'm actually very excited about not having to wear a mask and perhaps coughing on random strangers to yeah, really make know, the point back in the neck. Know, that we're back. You know, <laughs> yeah, they'll appreciate it. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> Rabbit trail. Well, there we are. <laughs> Anyhow, um, so May is a bad month uh, for real estate investors. So here we are sitting on a bunch of inventory, and I'm not going to lie to you. I'm freaking out a bit. Like I'm feeling a little bit burnt out. Um, my wife, Laura, she's uh, shopping for a property, found a property down in Florida. She was gone for a week. Happened to be the same week where my body uh, decided to adopt the flu for a week. And I, and I remember like Monday and Tuesday of that week, I like, I just, you just feel lazy when you're a, the, the self-starter go-getter that it takes to be in real estate investing. So I know you can relate to this. If you're listening to the show, you just, you naturally get up in the morning and want to go get your day started. And I tried, like I got up and I, I started fighting with myself to get, we've got to get to the office. We got stuff to do. My body's like, you don't understand. You ain't going anywhere. <laughs> You need to chill out. And I fought and I fought and I fought. And actually, it was Tuesday because I'm like the temperature and feverish. And I still have a place anything's wrong. Like a part of me is just thinking you're being lazy. Okay. And this is part of the burnout cycle, though. So mm-hmm. I'm explaining this to you because a lot of work goes in to get to this point. The work was done. The houses are done. They're on the market. But I'm used to, because the market has trained us this way for the past two years, the moment the house goes on the market, you're 20, 30 showings deep. Right, and you're fending the multiple offers that are coming in. Right, right. This is the first time I can tell you in six months, nine months maybe, where that has not been the case. Okay, the properties are on the market; they're gorgeous. My sales team is doing a normal, kick-ass job of marketing the property, and we're getting absolutely no results from it. So. You got to go back to the seasonality of real estate. The seasonality says that we're not doing anything wrong. Right. It's just the season is such that people are focused on other things. Mm-hmm. And we're not just seeing it in my properties. I'm talking to our buyer's agents on our team, and they're saying, you know, the weather got a little goofy this last weekend, so they had some showing scheduled. But that's the funny thing about Maine, Colorado. Like, it could be gorgeous like it is today, Beautiful. and it could be snowing in 24 hours. Like we, we, we snap so quickly. And when that changes, people's emotional state is altered. We are human beings. We are totally altered by the weather. Mm-hmm. Okay? That, that's a big factor. So because the weather is so random in the springtime in the Rockies, it does have an impact there. On top of that, though, there 
there's this recent thing. We've done a couple of shows on the interest rate increases that have plagued the market recently. And I say plagued a little bit tongue-in-cheek because we knew, because I've been saying it since the show started two and a half years ago, that there was going to be a rate increase at some point. I was wrong for a very long time, but much like a broken clock, I get to be right at least twice a day. Right. Right, twice a day, I, I nailed that, and I nailed it. Rates went up, and what we don't know is how that's going to impact the real estate market overall. Is it a coincidence that we're struggling in May, or is it the interest rates raising their ugly head? Because it happened in the last thirty days. If you've been tracking the market at all, you may have noticed that interest rates went from a prevailing late threes, three point seven five early fours to fives and sixes. And it happened in 30 days. It was That's... real fast. Now, I'm going to tell you, the Fed overreacted. Hmm, okay. okay. The government, in an attempt to curb inflation, did some crazy stuff. Imagine this. You're the federal <laughs> government doing some crazy stuff. You heard it from the foreclosure deals coach first. <laughs> right. They screwed up again. They screwed you up suck again. again. You guys did it again, right? <laughs> So here we are dealing with this rate increase on top of the seasonality, on top of graduation season. So all these factors are making what a normal day-to-day operation in my life seem very weird. I feel out of sorts, out of place, and being frank with you, I'm a little bit burnt out. Okay, so the takeaways I want you guys to know is that, you know, I got to maintain a certain degree of positivity just to have a podcast and a business and et cetera. But I'm human just like you. I go through waves just like everybody else. And I'm not sitting here telling you I'm depressed. My life's pretty hot. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I, I got I got all the things that I want. But what I also want is a successful functioning business. And obviously you want that, too. So what do you do? You know, we're, we're going to open up and Jay, we're going to talk about this a little bit. What do you do when you're feeling that burnout? Okay, and in this case, it's burnout you can't do anything about. The seasonality is going to affect you whether you want it to or not. Okay, mm-hmm. I always tell myself, get out of town, go hit a beach somewhere, go relax. But what do you do, Jay, when you're when you're feeling that burnout, like things are not operating the way they want? You don't have to be in real estate. This affects everything, right? right? How do you handle burnout when you're going through that? So, I mean, it's funny you mentioned it. Like in February, I was kind of going through some of the similar thing. And even like, you know, the beginning of this year, it hasn't been as hot as I would like it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of, you know, going in addition to the burnout, just looking for ways to, you know, again, be successful and extend mm-hmm. that out. Um, so, you know, coping with, hey, you know, things are going a little bit rough right now. I've been reading a lot of Deepak Chopra um, and he talks about acceptance um, so kind of just accepting your lot and accepting where you are in the moment and accepting that that time is there or that situation or obstacle is there to teach you, um, you know, taking responsibility uh, for what you uh, for your role in it, because at the end of the day, we're our problem and we're our solution. It yes. always comes from us. But if we reconnect and be ourselves and know who we are, um, we can come up with a solution to that problem. That's right there. It's just a reflection of us. Yes. So but we can't. By taking responsibility, we can't blame other people for our situation and we can't blame ourselves for getting into the situation. We just have to know that we did it. So here we are. And then you don't have to worry about defending your point of view. So in in addition to listening and, you know, remembering that I do a lot of meditation, you know, sitting down in the mornings. I try to do, you know, anywhere from 10 to 15 minutes a day. Um, I've got this technique my friend taught me from a guy called Robert Green. Um, you like thinking your mind, you walk up to a box, you have like a big foot locker. 
um, that sitting, you like picture yourself in your mind, you, whatever you're wearing, whatever you got on, you walk up to a big foot locker, um, you take all your fears and all your burdens and everything that you have. So, um, uh, a, a mindset of lack, a mindset of scarcity, a mindset of seeking approval from others, seeking validation outside of myself. You take yes. all those burdens, you put it in the box, <laughs> you close the box and you lock it up and then you walk away from the box. Hi, this is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. One of the things we talk about on the show is the importance of great foreclosure data and helping you to find a great deal on a foreclosure property. But where do you find this data? You're certainly not going to find it on Realtor.com. You can't get it on your local MLS. So we have partnered with data provider Foreclosures.com to get you the latest and greatest in foreclosure listings right there in your local market. These properties are not hit the market in most cases, and when they have been foreclosed, gives you easy access to find out more detail so you can get the best deal on a foreclosure property. Getting started is super easy. Head on out to foreclosuredealscoach.com and click on the link labeled foreclosure list. Enter your zip code for a free seven-day trial of the best foreclosure listing data available in your local market. These properties are not even on the market yet, so you can get a jump on them and get a great deal. Once again, this is Donnie Corm, your foreclosure deals coach. We'll look forward to seeing you there. So you put your you put your burdens and put those things that are causing you to burn out. Um, I look at it, you know, some people will say you put it on the you put it on God, you yes. give it to the let Lord. Let go and let God, right? Let go and let God. Some people will say you give it to the universe or the infinite spirit and let those burdens stay there and then you go and walk forward and uh, move out into that. And then the last thing I do is I just make music. I've been doing a lot of that recently that. and um, I've been feeling the same way. Like I want to get more deals in, more wholesale acquisitions, just all this different type of stuff. But, you know, some stuff's been moving, but obviously as a self-starter and go-getter, sometimes you're not as patient and sometimes yes. you don't, you know, you're not seeing the outcome of what you want as quickly as you want. Um, so I've been kind of transferring that energy into, you know, music, kind of be- becoming a novice again in that, working with more musicians and, yes. um, you know, l- understanding that language and growing in the musicality of it more of than just being like a performer and a singer. And that's been giving me like an opportunity to step into the day with wonder and look for the beautiful parts of the day, as opposed to always just thinking about like, damn, this, I can't, I ain't got another wholesale. This person didn't right. call me back on the contracts or so, different types of things. So those are like uh, a number of things, but three main things that I do to kind of help myself. Oh, that was, that was great, man. I, you took, you took us very deep there. And I appreciate that because this is a very deep topic, you know, and I, I've been struggling with it, but one of the big takeaways from what you just said was the acceptance, right? Mm-hmm. And, and because we opened this with a seasonality of real estate, you have to get to that acceptance point a lot sooner. There's right. not, it's been 15 years I've been in the game and I've struggled every May. Right. For 15 years. So at some point, you need to accept that struggle is just going to happen during this time and let go. And another poignant point you made there was letting go and letting God. Is a failure in the real estate market going to kill you? <laughs> That's the thing. It's probably not unless you fall off the house. Right. 
It's not going to kill you. If you go into the gutter business halfway through, you know, a a failure with the roof, maybe maybe that's going to kill you. (laughs) Right. But the reality is, no, probably not. Right. Is a a loss in your real estate world, not that we're even taking a loss, but we're sitting on inventory, which feels like a loss, but it isn't. It's just kind of deferred gratitude, right? right? It's going to happen. I've been in this business forever. Not once has a house not sold, <laughs> right, right? Exactly. They all sell at some point, right? They're just not selling on the pace I want them to. So is that failure going to be fatal for me or the company or otherwise? And the answer is absolutely not, right? So can you accept that the reason you're an entrepreneur is because you're giving up a certain amount of your control to whatever your higher power happens to be. Right. Right. And we're all doing that. Whether you work for the man or not, in the end, you have much less control over the outcome of your life than you believe you do. Right. And that's, that's a hard thing to grasp. I am here on this show talking to you about real estate investing because I believe in a more powerful divine thing that put, you know, all these things happen in my life, messy divorce, dealing with the kids, going through the stuff that I went through to end up at this point today. And I'm going to be wherever it is I'm going as a result of that exact same force, right? right? This is just part of the overall grand test. And I know you guys tune in this show to get real estate advice, but listen, slow down a second and understand this is real estate advice. This is probably the most poignant real estate advice we've given in a while. You are not in control of the real estate market. You never will be. <laughs> yeah. Just to even think about it. It's comical. It's comical to think about it, but the way that we acted and the way that we you know, go about our lives it, you, we sit here and think that we're actually going to change it. Oh, I'm going to dominate this market, bro. You're going to get 1% of the market and right. you're going to be happy as hell. Right. And that's, and, or that's you, and that's going to be great. Or you might not get that much and you might have to transition and go somewhere else, but you, it's not you, man. You got, all you got to do is be disciplined, put in the work, do the things that you know that are right and live with the results. Absolutely. And it's not you. That's that's the takeaway. It is not you. Yeah, you cannot change. A certain amount of houses are going to sell in your market. Mm -hmm. A certain amount of wholesale deals are going to happen, and you can't impact that. The only thing you can impact is how many people do business with you. Right. And even that you've got limited control over. Right. Because the universe is kind of there's going to be 18,000 sales in the Colorado Springs market here in 2022. Okay, How many of those are going to be deals? First of all, that's a small percentage, probably five percent at best. Right. And then how many of those deals can you actually do in a given year? That that, that gave us a universe of 900 potential deals. If we're talking about five percent of the transactions or deals. And I don't know that to be the case, that could be too high or too low, but let's assume 5% are deals. Now, how many of those deals can you actually do? Okay. And this is not an excuse to rest in your laurels and do less than what you think you can do or less than you want to do. It's to find that acceptance and understanding that you don't have as much control over this as you believe you do. Mm-hmm. Right. But I can promise you this after multiple years of being in this exact spot, too much inventory, not enough money in the bank to cover payroll, not exactly sure you know, what the future holds. We've gotten through it and I've gotten through it. And I'm a spiritual person. I'm so glad that came up. I got through the help of God because I'm a huge believer in divine intervention. But right alongside God, and I put them very close, is my wife, my family, the things that matter. And even if this all went away tomorrow, I'd be okay. Right. You know what I mean? And you're going to be okay. Like you're listening to this show. You're trying to find direction. You're trying to find the next motion when sometimes the next motion you need to make is no motion at all. Man. Right. And forcing a solution onto a problem, creating more problems. You don't want to do that. 
100%, right? And that's what I feel like I'm doing. So I'm, I'm tiptoeing into the office now, right? So I'm coming <laughs> to work, and I'm like, how y'all doing? We're good, boss. Things are fine. Cool, right? And then I'm turning around, and I'm generally heading back out because I know that if I stay and I bring any negative energy or doubt to a group of people who's already excited to come to work every single day is already excited to do what they do. All I can do is hurt that momentum. Right. And I had a meeting yesterday with my staff where I realized that my anxiety afterwards, that my anxiety had gotten the best of me. So I called another meeting today literally to apologize and say, Hey, I was completely out of line yesterday because I was all the fears that I had about the inventory not going and if we're going to make it and yada, yada. All those things just kind of got jumped onto my staff yesterday. And today I'm going to go in and undo it and go, I am really sorry. And I'll be frank, I brought that home to my wife and she's like, when's the last time you smoked weed? Come on now. We, we, that we that talk, was your exact word. We talk about a lot of different things on this show, but sometimes the simplest uh, solutions are right in your face. Right. And, I, <laughs> and the answer was it had been over a week. I had to shoot straight with you listeners, all right? I got an anxiety thing, right? You don't have this much energy. This much energy has to be put somewhere all the time, okay? And a lot of times where it's put is into anxiety. When I was going through the throes of my divorce many, many years ago, they put me on Klonopin oh, or wow. some crazy other opioid nonsense. I got hardcore addicted. Now, here's the thing. It worked. Like, the anxiety went away. Mm-hmm. Like, I was, I became, well, I was less anxious, but I was also less functional. My a, a girlfriend, this is just pre-Laura, recorded me after watching a movie. We had watched uh, The 300, but like the sequel to The 300 that okay. had come out. Yeah. And we watched the theater, and she asked me to describe the movie and recorded my response. Now, in my head, I thought I gave a great, very eloquent review of this movie right. when she played it back it came out more like blah uh, 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 and I realized that although I was no longer anxious I also lost the ability to talk right it's like I kind of need that do you know what I mean so I went to my doctor and I go this stuff's really jacking me up and he's like listen you got some pretty severe anxiety problems when you came to me you were borderline needing to be put away for a while. Uh-huh. So I opted not to do that. And I said, I put you on these meds and you didn't die. Right. So I feel like this was a win. I was upset, but he was right. Okay. <laughs> and I'm sharing that story with you because I got off of the meds and now I rely it, my, my medicine dead serious is, is marijuana. Like, and, and for all the people out there who are fellow smokers, let's unite on that. But That's also, right. Post-traumatic stress disorder, anxiety disorder, things that our people are struggling with have all been notably cured with marijuana use, yet our feds still don't want to make it legal federally. Which is Either that or psychedelics. They're trying to, they're seeing Ooh. a lot more new uh, studies on that and how those help people with those same type of traumas and things like that. Absolutely. So it's, you know, we, we're we going and uh, we're talking about a lot of different things, but um, life is connected, man, and we all definitely have to um, remain open to um, acceptance and the things that are coming in our lives, but you know, some different remedies too. Like sometimes there's, a lot, yeah. there's a lot more cures out there. And actually these cures have been around for longer than this, the drugs they're trying to push out. There. The pharmaceuticals are they're just coming into the market, trying finding out the, the side effects on human beings right. on putting you on Xanax for 10 years. Meanwhile, Bob Marley was telling you, just get high. Yeah, don't worry, be happy. Why don't, do you think he, he was coughing during that song, I believe? Because he, he was smoking a joint. Because he, he was stoned at <laughs> the time. But he dealt with the anxiety. So whatever you got to do to deal with these, this seasonality of real estate, you got to find your way. Because I went through that sickness last week I was dealing I, honestly I was thankful they diagnosed me with a flu when I finally made it to the doctor right. and she said we tested you for COVID 
negative. We tested you for influenza A and you have the flu. I was almost in tears and gratitude. Like, why are you happy you have the flu? I said, because I really thought I was just being lazy, right? right? When my body was just telling me you're sick, you got to chill out for a bit. Well, I am through the physical sickness, thank God, but there's still a mental thing that I'm battling with right now. And, you know, when you get really sick, like when you think you're about to die, and, I, and I'm, I'm sure, you know, dudes, we're always a little sicker than we oh actually are. This is, this is the end. I'm not going to make it. You just have leave a me. fever of 99.9. <laughs> Oh, well, I was convinced. I swear it's higher. But when you get close to death like that, you start looking at health differently. And I, I really went through that phase. I'm not going to smoke. I'm not going to drink. I'm going to just, I'm going to cut all the chemicals out of my body right. for a while and try to get to another point. So that's why I stopped smoking. And I, I went like a solid 10 days. And then I'm shaking from anxiety. I'm struggling with this problem. And Laura's going, well, are you are you medicating yourself right. occasionally? And I'm going, no, I haven't. I've been trying to be more healthy. And then mm-hmm. looking at my health, she goes, you need to smoke like right now. Right. And, and so she did. And I got pretty, you know, I, I did a little puffing last night and I feel <laughs> monumentally better today. Right. All of this is to loop us back. Cause we were out of time. We definitely gone over today. you got to find out what your happy space is. Right. And Jonathan mentioned music. Uh, I, I, I play the guitar too. That's critical. In my case, I medicate, uh, with weed, which is what it's for, right? It's designed to help you medicate. Don't overdo it. You shouldn't be high at the office. You shouldn't be working stone. I'm not condoning that at all. But if you know what your limitations are and you're in a seasonal crisis like we are in our current market, you've got to really focus on your self-care all the more, okay? And that's how you will survive the seasonality of real estate. If you just keep pushing effort into something that doesn't require effort, just needs time, you're going to burn yourself out. You know, and part of the coaching, we always loop this back around to if you want to join our coaching program, but part of the coaching, it's very easy from the outside looking in to look at your scenario and go, right now, your best thing to do is wait. I just took on a new coaching client, Selena, and she found a deal in her first week in Pueblo, and I'm like, all due respect, everything about this feels wrong, right? You don't know enough about valuation yet. You just joined up with me a week ago. There's just a lot of things I need to teach you. I don't want to let a really good deal pass you by, but there is something to be said for waiting till the time is right, right. you know? And during times of seasonal change, like we are in real estate right now, there's just a lot of waiting going on. So this weekend, it's Memorial Weekend we're heading into, as Jay mentioned, my entire plan. I got a meeting in the morning. I got it all kind of plotted out, right? Friday morning i got a meeting at like mm-hmm. 11 i got a lunch meeting with a lender at noon and then it's all getting turned off like no there will be no more donnie until tuesday because we got a holiday weekend right. and i don't usually do holidays i'm usually the guy that say man memorial that ain't even really a holiday come on man i'll take the i'll take the listing i'll take the right. uh, i'll take the showing i'm gonna do i'm gonna do but not this year man i'm, I'm absolutely positively gonna take the time off and i encourage you to do the same get some time to do some introspection play some music enjoy your life all this stuff is completely irrelevant if a it kills you and i honestly thought it was going to hmm. a, a week ago because i was just that sick you know, or B, it puts you in a mental state where you're not finding the happiness, which was the entire idea of getting into this industry, is to find the freedom and happiness that's very hard to find working for the man or being in corporate America, right? If you're not exploring that, then what is all of this for? Why are you working so hard? Okay. 
So take some moment this weekend. And I know that's not usually the method of the show, but as a guy, you know, I, I really believe there's just a voice put on my heart this week to just explain to you. I know you want to get this. You're tuning in the show each and every single week. You're listening to Jonathan and I's voice every week. You're putting in the time. Hopefully you're watching YouTube University. You're doing the things you got to do, but you also got to take time to take care of yourself and chill out for a bit. Okay, and this might be your weekend too. So I hope you're hearing this and you got some plans. Spend some time with family. Hop on a boat. Go play some music. Pick up the guitar you haven't done in a while. Right. Reach out to an old friend. Check on your mom. Ah, uh, yeah. You know, go go do what you got to do, but don't do business every single day. I implore you, take a little time off. I certainly am going to for the next couple of days. All right. With that. This is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals code. I thank you guys so much for you know letting me vent. Let me get this out there, man. Because sometimes yeah, I need episode. Thank you, I appreciate that. And, I, and thank you for your part of it too, man. Because mm-hmm. I, I need people to multiple things, and, and I'd love to hear from you. Hop on the Facebook group. Tell me what you do to detox. Right. Show us how you you get out of the mode of work, work, work all the time. How do you make yourself feel better? Might pick up some great topics from that. I'm so excited to hear from you guys and continue the process. With that, Donnie Corm, the Foreclosure Deals Coach, thank you for tuning in and reminding you again, don't buy a house, buy a a deal. deal. Want more of the Foreclosure Deals Coach? Hit subscribe and stay tuned for more of the mindset, methodology, and tools you'll need to invest in foreclosures. Visit foreclosuredealscoach.com and text DEAL to get a list of foreclosures in your area.